Welcome to episode 57 of the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. Heinz 57. Heinz 57. Uh, Yeah, uh, I'm your host, Spencer, and with me are my co-host, Dan. Hey, what's up, folks? And Mark. Hey, everybody. It's great to be back. It is good to be back. We've had kind of a summer hiatus. Uh, Everybody's been busy. I forgot what Mark's voice even sounded like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen him in a while, and you see him the, a lot more than I do. The dulcet tones. Um, <laughs> that smooth radio voice. That smooth voice. Yeah. Right so, yeah. yeah, we got a lot to catch up on. We haven't done, the last episode we did was at the very end of May, which I think we released right at the 1st of June, and that was our, our extravaganza to, to review uh, the Golden State Pinball Festival. Yeah, it was like June June third or June fourth, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because it took so, a week to get back and get settled in, and well, so it's so August. We took July off to do other crap. Today's August what sixth? Uh currently Six. yes. Although by the time that the episode gets recorded and put out, you know, who knows? Yeah. Which is why we're not supposed to say the date. Well, people just people are going to spend five minutes talking about the date. There you go. Now just so one professional. So, okay, I've got three announcements. <laughs> Two of them are pinball related and awesome. One is not pinball related and even That's more still awesome. awesome. Still awesome. So, first announcement is there's a brand new pinball show starting up this year. It's uh, put on by the Mid Island Pinball League, uh, and it's called the Vancouver Island Pinball Expo. It's uh, going to be held from uh, Friday, September 29th through Sunday, October 1st. And this is going to be at the uh, Cedar Community Hall, 2388 Cedar Road. Please forgive me if I butcher this city name. Uh, Nanaimo, British Columbia, Canada. So it sounds like it's right over the bay or harbor or river or whatever it is i i'm not from the area folks so don't hold it against me uh from uh vancouver washington anyway so that's uh coming up uh the end of september uh we have family free play area multiple ifpa sanctioned tournaments with a variety of formats it's a family friendly event uh like i said so sponsored prizes a silent auction beer gardens food trucks and more uh they've got uh so you can visit um, I looked at it, vpinballexpo.square.site. Um, and actually, I found this on all events. But, um, but yeah, so that's what's going on. So it's, uh, it's uh, the very, very first show. They got really cool show artwork. They said they're going to try to have posters for sale ready by showtime, hopefully. I'm going to reach out to them again and say, hey, man, I really, if I can, I'd really like to purchase one of your posters because they got beautiful show, show artwork. Anyway, so, hey, man, if you're in that area of the world, and that time of when it comes up in about a month, uh, support that show, man. It's a brand new show. That's exciting. You get to get the first one ever. And that's always a fun thing. So you can support that and help it grow. Reach out to them if you want to donate a prize or bring a game or whatever. Um, so got that going on. And that's actually the same weekend is the uh, Rocky Mountain show, which I should be attending again this year in, uh, in uh, Denver, Colorado. So. Um, up next is a good friend of the show, Stephen Griffin, and his wife have opened an arcade and eatery. It's uh, the Full Hearts Arcade and Eats, 
And that's at 328 Main Street Suites 101 and 102 in Half Moon Bay, California, 94019. Um, Steven's a longtime friend of the show, a member in good standing with the uh, Capital Corridor Pinball League, got married last year. And uh, he's opened up a really cool classic arcade. He's got a bunch of newer Stern pins. Um, he's got a bunch of classic video games. They got all kinds of good stuff to eat and drink. So if you're in the Bay Area near Half Moon Bay, California, stop by, say hey, and uh, pick up some cool eats and play some pinball, some classic video games. Support our good friend Stephen Griffin and his wife, whose name I forget. I'm a terrible human. I'm sorry. So those were two announcements. I told you I had three. And one you were of them. Doing, you were doing great up until then. Was I doing good? Okay. I, I met her once briefly, I think at the last show. Um, you know, because remember, I've been gone for over two years now. I mean, I've been in Wyoming. Um, oh, tonight's tonight, tonight's beer of the night is Samuel Adams Seasonal Summer Ale, a citrus wheat ale quite tasty um but that's not my third announcement my third <laughs> announcement again that's really fun really important really exciting uh has nothing at all to do with pinball is i'm gonna be a grandpa uh my daughter and son-in-law are expecting their first child and uh our family couldn't be happier so rusty and i my lovely wife are really real excited uh my three sons are really really excited because they get to be uncles soon and uh, just a really cool, joyous occasion. I wanted to share that with, uh, you know, all our listeners and uh, say, yeah, I'm going to be a papa. So congratulations, Spencer. That's thank awesome. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. This is pretty cool. So you are probably going to be a disturbingly engaged grandfather. Oh, dude, I've already got an Amazon list of all the cool fucking toys I'm going to buy again. Because like, you know, the pop, the Fisher Price popcorn popper, there's something seriously wrong with me. I'm nearly 60 fucking years old. And I still love playing with that thing. I love those things. I have bought one of those for every one of my kids. So every time I get a new kid, boom, I'm buying the popcorn popper again. I think those um, things are invincible. Like, they, don't they well, never think so? break? I think, no, they never, I don't think we ever broke one, even as much as I played with them. But I think it's just the thing when the kids outgrew it and we ended up, you know, yard sale or giving it to a little neighbor kid or something, you know. Um, but yeah, so I've got that on the list of uh, buy again. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, no, it's going to be really cool. Um, but I, I sincerely do have that on my shopping list again. Popcorn popper. All right. Every, yeah. every little kid in the history of America has had that Fisher Prize popcorn popper pusher whatever See, it is. aren't those great and yeah they, and i can totally visualize it right now yeah, right you can visualize it and go oh yeah. God, those are fun <laughs> <laughs> so it's the prelude to pinball that's i was just yeah. gonna say that i was See? just gonna say that you yep. push the thing along balls pop we're happening man Stern, and then eventually they go oh i gotta get something thing. bigger with flippers yep so there we go and that's how it all starts man so there you go yeah, they still so. make like little kid pinball machines. Do you remember those? Yeah, they still do, man. They still make them. Well, you know, that gives you all something to think about. It's like, oh, Spencer's going to have a grandkid. We can go buy cool shit. Anyway, so, yeah. So, you know, Papa's bought you a pony and a pinball machine and a Simpsons pinball party. Yay. <laughs> um, and he's only, he or she is only one. Because um, you know I'm going to do that. Like you said, Dan, you're going to be one engaged grandfather. I am. So, 
Very excited. Yeah, plus anyway. you guys actually see eye to eye, so. Pretty much. You know, well, Mickey's <laughs> like 5'9 now. Seth is 6'3". And, uh, yeah, well, we were just camping last week. I'll leave you guys with this and we'll move on. So, you know, because we've had not a lot of pinball stuff going on lately, but, well, you know, we but went doing a lot of fishing Saturday. Mick and I went fishing today. Seth and I went to the range and did some skeet shooting. Uh, went to Devil's Tower and camped last weekend with the Trail Live Troop. Good stuff, man. And we hiked around Devil's Tower. Um, that was a good little hike. Not too long. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, so we've been doing all that stuff, you know, fun summer stuff. So it's talking about summer stuff. Nice segue. Nice. Mark Summer Road Trip Adventures. Oh, yes. I've been traveling a lot this summer. Uh, I first started off uh, right after school got out and we went to go visit some colleges for Nathan because he's going to be a senior this year. And uh, we already got to think about checking out colleges and, and going through the uh, application process and all those things. Uh, so we went to Phoenix. Uh, my son wants to go down, uh, not be in Reno anymore. He wants to go fairly close to home, but not not all the way across the country. Uh, so we were looking at ASU and another place called GCU, which is Grand Canyon University. And while I was down there, I was looking at... Uh, some places on pinball map and one that I did not want to miss, which was electric bat arcade. And it's inside of the Yucca tap room in, uh, it's very close actually to ASU. It's maybe about, I'd say a 10 to 15 minute drive from ASU. And I was excited to finally visit because I heard such great things about it. And I went on a early afternoon and checked it out. And on the outside, it reminded me a lot of a local bar here that is not in operation anymore called Jub Jubs. And on the outside, it looks kind of shady. It, it's kind of funny because when you look on the outside, it's in a strip mall and the area doesn't look too safe. Let's put it that way. It just, <laughs> it looks kind of run down. And I was like, what am I getting myself into? So and I know people say this jobs, all the right? time. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so okay. I was thinking, Oh, th- hopefully this is okay. So I look and there's, there's a door that goes into the bar area. And then there's a further door down that said pinball. And I was like, maybe that's the safe door to go into. <laughs> so I walk in and I was blown away by how many games there were. It was a really cool atmosphere. It was, it was totally in a dive bar, but the, the section that was all pinballs was just loaded with tons of classic games, new games. I mean, they even had a Godfather LE that I could play, which was really cool. Um, they also got the Scooby-Doo uh, machine. So lots of new machines. And then they had some classics. Uh, one, oh, I wish I could remember what it was called, but I blew it up because usually when I don't know what I'm doing on a machine, uh, that's when I that's when I do the best because <laughs> I'm just hitting the blinking lights, like everybody says when you first learn how to play a game. But I wish I could remember what it was called. Oh, it just occurred to me. It is Stern Freefall. That's the game it was. Uh, so I had a chance to play a whole bunch of games there. Most of the games were uh, between 50 cents and a dollar. The newer ones, of course, were a dollar to play. But it was nice to see that they were 
pristine condition. Uh, I don't think I played a game that was not working right. It was really nice to see how well maintained they were and uh, having that chance to to really see Rachel Bess and uh, Kale, Kale Hernandez's uh, collection because there's a lot that they have to offer to the public. And the thing that blew me away is that it was open every single day until 2 a.m. So wow. I'm thinking, whoa, I can play pinball till the sun comes up practically. <laughs> They're open pretty much nonstop, but I've never seen a place open at 8 a.m. Usually a bar opens, you know, 4, 5 p.m. And then it then it's late until closing. This thing is open at 8 a.m. So you could literally go and get your pinball fix in the morning, come back later, and you could have a full day of just playing as many games as you want until, of course, you run out of money. But it was really a, uh, a, a neat place to go. On Father's Day, I had a chance to go to another arcade because with Father's Day, you can choose whatever you want to do. So what would I choose but to go to an arcade and play pinball? So I actually had my son and my wife go on Father's Day to a place called Starfighters Arcade. And that was a great place because the admission fee was only $10 and it was all you could play. And it was open for about four hours. It was like open from two to six. So we got there a little later, maybe about 2.30 or so. Uh, and we stayed all the way till the end. And I, I got to give shout out to my wife right now that she stayed the whole time. I know it was a little torture for her because she was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can deal with playing pinball this long, but she went to go play some classic arcades. And then she got into some games too, as well, um, that she had fun playing. So that was really neat. And that was a great way to spend Father's Day. And then I thought, well, my trip is not complete without visiting Electric Bad again. So they had a tournament. And uh, I had an opportunity to see what the tournament scene is all about. And it ended up that uh, there were almost 100 players there. I was blown away how many there were. And this was for league, if I'm not mistaken. So fortunately, they allowed me to play, even though I really wasn't. Uh, it was like the last day or it was the last week of that season. So it really didn't matter how I did. But it was still an opportunity to, to check it out and uh, play competitively. And there were some really good players in Arizona, really good players. Um, the one I was matched up with, um, oh gosh, what was his name? I think Roland, his name was, he was unbelievably good. Uh, and I thought, oh, I'm really got my competition cut out for me because these guys really know how to play. Um, I did okay. I, I think I ended up like in the, the top 15 or so. So it wasn't too bad out of a hundred players. I was pretty happy with that. Um, but it was a really fun opportunity to meet people. And it was cool because I got to meet Rachel and Kale uh, because they were running the tournament and they recognized me. And I think they saw me at Chicago Expo and they're like, Mark, oh my gosh, how are you doing? I can't believe uh, you're here in Arizona. I'm like, I'm not going to miss this if I'm coming to visit. And they're like, oh, cool, welcome. And they were real welcoming and, and people were cool. It was a real awesome vibe. Um, so uh, two places that I would highly recommend uh, if you happen to go on a road trip to 
Uh, Phoenix is Electric Bat Arcade and Starfighters Arcade. Great places to play pinball. Games are in great condition and a good variety of a whole bunch of different kinds of games that you can play from oldies to new and um, new releases. So really fun. Then my adventure continued, but not for a little while. Um, I had an opportunity to go to Milwaukee and visit my family. And that was in July, about a week after uh, we celebrated uh, Independence Day. And uh, I had an opportunity to go to a place. If you ever visit Milwaukee, you definitely want to go to a place called the Garcade. It's a place in Menominee Falls, which is a suburb of Milwaukee. And I'm very fortunate because it was only five minutes from my father's house. Now, I came there to spend time with my dad and we went golfing and stuff like that. But I wanted to get it out of my system right away. You know how that is when you go to a place and if you wait too long, you start getting kind of anxious. Like, I don't think I'm going to have an opportunity to go to this place and check it out because the time is running out. So my idea was to say, you know what, I'm just going to go and go the very next day. So I went to the Garcade pretty much the following day and uh, got to play maybe three or four hours. It was only a $15 cover to get in and it was all you could play. And they also had in and out privileges. So you could come back, go out to lunch, come back if you want and play because they give you a little wristband. So that was really cool. They had a whole bunch of games that were uh, uh, insider connected. So uh, they had the leaderboards up there on the screen. And I was like, okay, I want to try to make my mark. Because one of my names that I have on Pinside is Pinball on the Mark. And I always want to make a mark by putting in a high score or something. So hey So I uh, had an opportunity to play... Uh, Guardians. They had Jurassic Park Premium or Jurassic Park Pro, which I don't play a lot. Um, they had a Munsters, which was a premium because it was the black and white playfield. Ah, oh, those are so beautiful. Which are really nice. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful game, um, and it's actually you know I haven't played it for a while, but it is pretty fun. I mean, it's not real deep rule set, but it's not an easy game at the same time. It really can be brutal sometimes. And some of the um, the outlines were a little uh, bigger than I wanted it to be, but it, it worked out. Um, I also got to play a Rush. They had a Rush Pro there. So they had really good games um, and some classics that you wouldn't see. Like Miami Heat was one of them. They had a... They used to have a goal. Hollywood Heat. Ho- yeah, sorry. Hollywood Heat, which is Miami Vice knockoff. <laughs> yeah, which is a straight yeah. godly ripoff of Miami Vice. And another ripoff game was <laughs> Gold Wings, which of course is a ripoff of Top Gun. Top Gun. So, Top Gun. so yeah, so they had two Gottliebs there. That was pretty fun to play. Um, <clears throat> I think that's right, right? Or Premier, one of the two. Yeah, it's Gottlieb. Gottlieb. Yeah, Gottlieb. Yeah, yeah, Gottlieb. But at Premier. the time, Gottlieb, I believe, was owned by Premier. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's correct. So it, was like, it was like Gottlieb, the premier, premier name in pinball. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So I had a chance to play those. Um, they had a firepower there. So a nice. good variety. You can go on Pinball Map and check out all the games they have. But uh, my goal was to try to get high score. So I got a high score, uh, not GC. The GC uh, was uh, 
a little hard to attain. So I was just focusing on just number one score and <laughs> not quite GC because I would have had to play a lot longer and have more time to try to get there. But I did get my initials on Munsters with the number one score. I got a uh, my initials on um, Iron Maiden. That I did get a GC, which was awesome. And I also got a, a number one score on Rush. Yeah. And then a couple other ones, I got like the number two score and stuff like that. So that insider connected can be really addictive, especially when they have the leaderboards. So I did make my mark. I put in my initials MAS and uh, I was excited that I was able to accomplish something. So that was a lot of fun in Milwaukee. And that was the only arcade I visited. I wanted to go to check out some others, but family was first and I didn't uh, want to uh, break my promise to go and play pinball, avoiding family. So I picked the right times to go and uh, had a wonderful time to check it out. I wanted my father to go and see me play, but uh, he couldn't stand that long and he would have got bored instantly. So I tried, but I just went by myself and had a grand old time, um, but a really cool place, the Garcade. Um, we were in Milwaukee for about two weeks and then we went to... Um, we went to Fayetteville where my brother lives and uh, he's been always telling me about this place, which is called pinpoint and it's a pinball bar right in the heart of downtown close to uh, the university. And uh, it was a really awesome place to visit as well. Cause it had that vibe of a bar down to earth, but great games. They had 21 games to play and Good variety. the The prices were pretty reasonable. They were pretty much a, a fifty cents for most of the games for the older ones. They had like a RoboCop there. Um, they had nice. That was kind of fun to play. Um, they had a, which you don't see a lot, a Space Jam, and that was really cool to be able <laughs> Damn, to play that. You never see those. You, you never, never see, see those that. shows anymore. No, no, you never see that. Um, so that was cool to play that. And it was nice because my brother went there and uh, made it an opportunity to go. Finally, I was just waiting because he's like, oh, we can't go because they're at a convention, uh, basically a bartender convention, and they had to close the place down. So I was waiting for like four days until I could go visit it. But I finally had a chance to go there. Um, before that, I have a tendency to go on pin side and check to see if there's any collectors nearby. However, a lot of times when they put their, they put their pin side name or whatever, and you see the mark on the uh, map, it isn't always exactly where they live, which I can understand for security reasons. You don't want to just go and stalk somebody, but it doesn't hurt to ask. So I went on the messenger and I said, Hey, I just want to let you know, uh, my, my brother is Dan Scoff. He's a meteorologist. You probably see him on TV. And uh, I'm here in town and I see you have an awesome collection. Maybe we could get together. Now I just left it at that. So what happened is I was surprised, but I did get a response. Um, I reached out to three people. I got a response from one person and they said, yeah, I know Dan. Uh, my daughter used to go to preschool and he, re he remembered him. So I was like, no way, this, this is crazy. So I said, well, where do you live? And then my brother, when he found out who it was of his actual name, when he, when he messaged back, it was 
that he ended up living only 0.5 miles away from my brother's house, walking distance. So we had a chance to go over and check out his collection and play that before I went to pinpoint. Uh, so that was cool. He had, uh, he had Godzilla with the topper. So I had a chance to go right into the wizard mode and play King of Monsters, which I have to say is an awesome wizard mode. Um, I know we were just talking about before the show that somebody got to it actually earning it, but it was fun Rick. to get to play it. Yeah. Rick Demmel, <laughs> the master of pinball. Just hang up, hangs up a casual 5 billion point game on his way out the door. That is insane. Well, I love Rick and I love pinball people. Okay. It's so cool that like, I didn't know your brother was a meteorologist. Yeah, That's he is really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. It's really it's cool. Like, and he knows everybody around town. So he's like always getting pictures with people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that was really cool that we actually, actually had a chance. It worked out and we went over there on a Saturday and hung out in the morning. Uh, and that was, it was kind of our pinball day. <laughs> we did everything pinball related on Saturday. Um, we also had a chance to go to Branson, Missouri. And of course, uh, we were at first, we, um, had a great time and we went out to dinner and went to a show and did the typical things at Branson, which is a huge tourist trap. Basically it's a lot of shows. It's almost like the Vegas of the Midwest. If you ever been to Branson, Missouri. Right. But one of the things that was cool is there was a place called 1984 and in there they had other games to play as well. So my brother made it a priority that after the girls left and went and drove back home, we would go go karting and play pinball. So we went to 1984 first played a, maybe we were there for an hour, an hour and a half or so. And then we hit the go-karts. So yeah, we were, we were having basically a boy's night out with my uh, son and his son. So it was really a, a fun, fun time. Um, so nice, lots of pinball in the area and, uh, there's some really great places in Fayetteville. Like I said, pinpoint is a, a great place to go. Um, so I did what, fit pinball is Fayetteville? I'm sorry. Oh, Fayetteville, Fayetteville is in Arkansas. It's Northwest okay, Arkansas. Okay, that's what I thought. So you went over the border from Arkansas to Missouri. Uh, that's correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, because I've heard of Fayetteville, but I thought, well, that's in Arkansas, isn't it? Okay, cool. How is your brother older or younger? He's younger. He's six years younger than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, he sounds like a kick in the pants, man. Oh, he's really you cool. Get, you got to get him out to Golden State some year. I know. I believe me. I've tried <laughs> to do that, but it always messes up with his schedule because- um, Right. He has uh sweep sometimes during those times. And gotcha. that's basically where they do promotions and stuff like that. And he has to be, uh, basically be in the newsroom. Uh, but right. he took his, all the days off while I was there and it was so awesome. And then of course the last day before I left, there was a severe thunderstorm and just like on call, like a doctor, he was on call and he had to go to the news station the night before right. I had to leave. But I had a really good time spending time with, with, uh, with my brother, Dan and, uh, and his wife, Jennifer and his kids and everything. And he has a new pool that he just put in. So it was a really awesome vacation, uh, with pinball thrown in to, you know, have it well seasoned. So it was really, really an awesome time. And, uh, and then I came back to Reno and, and I have one more week and then it's back to reality going back to school. So I've been gone pretty much the whole summer aside from maybe two weeks, um, being here in, uh, at home. So 
Yeah, it was wow. it was quite an adventure, but well, a lot of fun. And you got to share pinball with your brother and his family, which is really cool too. I did. Yeah, my brother really is into it too. He just he wished he could be like part of a league, but he has that he has obviously has the night shift, so right. he can't he can't play in leagues because it would conflict with his schedule all the time. But right. but they do have leagues and they have tournaments over at Pinpoint. Well, and you know he's got great locations nearby. You can go play during the morning hour. So exactly. Know. And the other cool thing when I went to Pinpoint is I got to meet the owner. His name is Bo, and uh, he has a huge collection in a warehouse. So he rotates games every month, like nice. two or three. So definitely a place to check out. So yeah, it was awesome. Right on, man. That you know, I'm glad you had a fun summer road trip. I mean, we missed you. We missed doing the show, but you know, it's well worth the wait because we had a lot to talk about. And and you know what, you got to you got to meet new people and people are oh, I know you, you know, and and uh, you know, being a good ambassador. So it's cool. Well, talking about rotating games, Dan Dan's been rotating games. He's been buying and selling, and uh, you've been busy, Dan. I just want to start off by saying, Mark, they obviously just knew you from the podcast. Of yeah, course. maybe. <laughs> you just got to be like, oh, yeah, yes, I'm I'm Mark from The Spinner is Lit. Oh, you yeah, know. that's true. I should have said that. You're right. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the dozens and dozens of listeners identifying you wherever you go. I know how it is. <laughs> Me too. So anyway, people are really no. cool in Fayetteville. That's all I can say. Yeah. Cool people. Yeah, man. It sounds like you had just a heck of a great summer, lots of family and lots of adventures. But most importantly, Probably not most importantly, but also importantly for this application, lots of pinball. Yep. So so I didn't do anything really exciting so far this summer. It's been a real sticking close to home summer, but I did finally shop out Whitewater, which if you guys interact with us on our Facebook, which we're seeing a little bit more of every day. So thank you. Keep it up. Uh, post, you know, respond, let us know what you like, let us know what you don't like. But yeah, it was funny. I pulled Whitewater out almost to get to Twilight Zone. And then it was like, while it was out, I was like, well, you know, I could, I can fix this switch that's bad. So I pulled off the mountains and then I started taking other stuff off. And the next thing you know, I had Whitewater scattered all over the garage. It was just, it was just a disaster area. You've seen the pictures and, uh, I'm like, well, if I'm this far in, you know, it's it's time to finally shop Whitewater. So I tore it down and I don't take pictures and I know that's not responsible, but I'm just going to put it out there. When I shop games, generally, I, I can figure out where things go, right? I, I leave the things that are kind of hard to figure out where they're going to go, where they go, but I don't like to write on all the labels and stuff like that or all the switches. I mean, not that it's not a good idea. I just don't usually do it. And uh, I ended up getting the whole game apart and I'm like, okay, I need to be done with this project in a week because after a week, I'm going to start forgetting where this shit goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and I know it, I know that's how I operate. So uh, I started off, you know, everything got cleaned up really, really, really hard, you know, and uh, I started, you know, finding the missing hardware and piecing things back together and placing the parts orders. And on the inside of a week or just over a week, just the outside of a week, I had, I had the machine reassembled and I was just finishing putting it back together. And through very little fault of my own, I, I had a, I had a mishap where I wired in a coil backwards and actually it was I had to replace a coil that the manual called for. 
The manual calls for a 629 on the upper play field, and it's actually supposed to be a 630. Well, I soldered it back in what I thought was forward, but you have to rotate the coil to get it back into the game. And it turned out that I had swapped two of the lugs. And so I blew up a board and I was really, really angry, like with myself for making such a stupid mistake. I knew it wasn't a costly mistake. I knew it wasn't unfixable, but it was just, it was a pain, right? Like you're, I was, you know, I was so close to, you know, it was going to be a week and I was going to be done on schedule. Um, Eric Neff, friend of the show, Eric Neff, Cheddar, uh, you know, I posted about it on our local, our local league board and he goes, Hey, you know, uh, bring it by, you know, I'll fix it for you. I had correctly diagnosed, uh, what I had done. I'd blown up a, a transistor and the pre-drive transistor. And so I took it over to him and he whooped some new parts into it and we slapped it into my shadow, which I was really glad to see. I still have a shadow cause I haven't seen that game in like a year. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we tested it out and it worked and I brought it home and plugged into the game and tested it out and it worked. So really, really happy about that. So the game was largely back together inside of my, my estimate spent about another week fiddling around with it. And then I uh, felt confident about it, buttoned it up, put it back in the lineup. My wife came out, played one ball and broke it. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) She, it turned out that what had happened was there was a little gate, inside of the trough to keep the balls from rattling back and that gate gave up the ghost on her first ball i mean i'd probably put a half dozen games on it with the glass off and a couple more with the glass on and uh, yeah she played one ball you know it drained shot over and then the ball just kept shooting back and forth because it just kept bouncing back to the out hole so i had to pull it back apart and put in a parts order and of course when you need to order like you know a 50 cent gate but you're going to pay ten dollars for shipping you figure you know you may as well order some more stuff so i actually ordered a new shooter spring it had the wrong shooter spring and i ordered some rubber you know to replace some uh some rubbers that probably weren't the exact right size and that took about a week to show up so last thursday i slapped it back together uh put a bunch of test games on it, played it real, real hard, seemed solid and had a couple of the guys over today. Uh, we had some great two, three player games that held up. Jamie played it. It didn't break. Yay. It does have a credit dot. I'm sure it's the Bigfoot cave. Cause I don't think anybody got to Bigfoot Hotfoot. still needs some dialing. Obviously they always need some dialing, but I think that the whitewater after having it for just over a year, Finally got shopped, new LED, new rubber, playing real nice, looking real good, real bright. So, Oh, wow. I can't wait to play it when I get that chance. Oh, it's so much nicer than it was last time you saw it. Oh, man. So I was going to move uh, Bram Stoker's up in the queue because I still need to figure out that Miss Multiball and Bram Stoker's. But, and for those of us who've been listening for a while, I think that everybody knows that I've been waiting for a year plus for a multimorphic Weird Al limited edition. And I actually had a local collector reach out to me, a local pin buddy, just be completely honest, and offer me a, a smoking deal on one. So I took advantage of that and I actually just picked it up today. So everything's on the back, uh, the back burner while I'm playing with Weird Al. And it's really, really, really amazing. I've already posted some pictures on the website, so please check it out. In fact, we've already had a, a ton of people who've responded to it, which is great. Um, 
that I finally have Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity at my house. And Weird Al for me is, you know, the dream theme, right? It was it was the dream theme that they'll never make a game of. They're never going to make a Weird Al pinball machine. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Right. And they did. And they I did. got it. Yep. And uh, yes, it was a lot of money. And yes, it's a P3. Uh, I don't care what you say. P3 is is definitely real pinball. It's real complicated pinball, as I'm finding out, because P3s do a lot and they're very complex. I think a little more complex than they need to be. Uh, and the menus aren't exactly the most uh, user friendly, as I found out by deleting a file that I needed or an optional file. But and uh, I'm taking a crash course that just started this afternoon in Multimorphic. So. You know, wish me luck if anybody uh, in the in you know the spinner is lit land has a multimorphic and wants to reach out to me and guide me. That's great. Uh, the pin side community for multimorphic seems really really helpful. Uh, hopefully, I'll get some guidance there, and you know, I'm sure that uh, that Jerry and his crew will uh, walk me through my problems. I also picked up a heist, so I actually have two modules. That is awesome. Two modules. Wow. Yes, I have I have Weird Al and I have Heist. I need to, you know, install Heist. And you got to kind of mate the the troughs, right? So it's not like you can just literally, you know, they make it look like, oh, you just drop the new module in, but you have to kind of, you know, put them so that they're cooperating. And so I, I need to put Heist in there and, and get it all lined up so I can play Heist. And it's really easy to swap the module. It's not very hard. Um, and then after that, I also uh, have a deposit down on Final Resistance. Ooh, awesome! So we're going, we're going all in on on the Multimorphic in this household. But honestly, it's going to be hard for me to ever have that thing not be a Weird Al because just again, you know, I've loved Weird Al since I was a little kid. You know, we go to his concerts every time he comes through town. We've we've got autographs and DVDs and and books and movies and everything that you can have. So. It's kind of like the jewel in the crown of my of my Weird Al collection, of course. I mean, it's pretty hard to beat that for a piece of Weird Al memorabilia. So, yes, I I own a Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity limited edition. Who wants to touch me? <laughs> so who wants to touch me? I, I, I just want to make a trip out to your garage, man. I haven't seen your garage since you got it finished either, so... And of course, I want to play Weird Al. That's a fantastic game. You've waited so long, Dan, for this. I know you've been so excited to get this. And then it's like, oh, I got to wait longer and longer. And now uh, you finally made it. Finally. One of the funny things about this is, you know, the guy who sold it to me is a guy who I, you know, get over and I see him, you know, usually once a month or so. He's had the game for a few months. And he has a lot of other stuff coming in. You know, there's been a lot of games coming out this year and he's picked up, you know, a Scooby and he's picked up a Galactic Tank Force. And, uh, you know, Weird Al, I just don't think that the Multimorphic platform clicked with him. And he just decided, hey, I'm getting other new games. I need to make some room. You know, you've spent most of the time playing it. So, you know, come and get it. Take it home. You know, give me some money and it's yours. And I'm like, great. Yeah, let's do it that way. And so, yeah, I've been playing it since it was brand new out of the box. So while I didn't get the new in-box experience that I was looking for, you know, at least it is a game that, you know, I've been there since the beginning with it. And one of the craziest things, I think, you know, to getting a machine like a P3 is 
it really turns your expectations for what pinball is or pinball should be on its side. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people go, well, it's got a screen, so it's not really a pinball machine. And it's like, well, yeah, a lot of pinball machines have screens. You know, it's got flippers, it's got steel balls, you know, it's got targets and pop bumpers and everything that a pinball machine is supposed to have. It just, you know, has a screen as, as you know, the play field surface. And so when you play it, you're like, okay, well, you know, this should be pretty much what I know, right? And then you get underneath the machine and you see this trough that holds 100 pinballs. Oh, wow. And you're like, you're like, what the hell are these people on? Like, why would you need that? And it's because it's a platform that's basically built for flexibility. And, and it's built for people to be able to do their own games on and program for. And, and you know, basically more than just, oh, I'm going to set this down and play a couple games on it, then wander away. It, it really is a much more open source solution than I think people think it is. And honestly, I think it's a much more open source solution than it needs to be because, you know, I went in and immediately got myself in trouble. And then you go to the website and the website is very much like an engineering workflow type of website. It's not like Stearns where it's like, hey, you want software? It's right here. You know, click it to download it. Like it very much is like you have to click this and click this and click that. But first you have to do this and. I'm like, wow, man, like I can see why people would have this and just be like, oh, screw this, man. It's just it's a little too complex. Mm-hmm. But if you're the kind of person who likes complex and who likes to tinker, which I got to believe most pinball people are and who wants to, you know, bend the platform to your will, there's a lot there to like. And, you know, my hope is that I'm going to spend some time with this, you know, and in, in fixing the problems that I'm having with it, I'm going to learn it inside and out. And I can become a bit of a, you know, I can, I can start sharing my knowledge with people, but for now, like I said, I'm the P3 neophyte. (laughs) I'm just, uh, I'm just getting started. Getting a chance to tinker around with it. That's good. Yeah. You know, but yeah, man, it is, you know, when, when you come around, I'll have to show it to you so you can kind of see it and just, it it does it does some really crazy things. And I know you've spent some time on a P3. I don't know if you've gotten too much chance to go under the hood on it. I have it not is, at all. Yeah, it is it is definitely not, you know, coming off of your Hot Wheels and, and your Game of Thrones and you know, whatever other games that you've owned. As soon as you open up the the uh the, as soon as you pull off the glass and you open up the play field, you're just like, What in God's name is that? Yeah. It's yeah. like a four inch thick play field. Wow. It's insanity. Like it's huge. It seems like almost like a parody of of a pinball play field. Oh, that's funny um, that you say that. <laughs> you 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 got to see it to believe it. It it really is it really is some next level stuff, man. Now, is and that it, coming with the servos or is that the new flipper kit? Cuz I know there's a there's one, the older one was just more like a like a solenoid, right? And then the newer ones with the the plastic uh, scoops that raise up or whatever that back part are those um servo based or are they um the older I think version it's the servo one i this is a new a brand new p3 it's okay. only a few months old great okay so it's got the newest of everything and it was all factory installed because it was a factory weird owl limited edition so when it was shipped to to the original owner it had all the stuff 
with it. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, and all, all installed and the speaker lights and the fancy coin door and, and all the goodies. So, you know, just, just the one that I would have wanted to buy, but probably would have cheaped out on a little bit of that because, you know, you look at the, you look at the price tag and you go, Oh, that is not cheap. No, it's like, that is an expensive toy. Um, so my hope is that in terms of the actual hardware, I'm, I'm in good shape. I know that we have some other good friends who've, uh, been fighting, you know, either fought the losing battle or have been fighting the losing battle against their P3 from a, a, a hardware basis. But for me, my biggest problem at this point is while everything is working and I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah. The software definitely has, it has a, a menu and then it has a sub menu and then the menu will be different if the coin door is open. Oh, wow. And sometimes the menus are really good at telling you that this button is left and this button is right. And this button's up and this button's down. Keep in mind the thing has six flipper buttons, right? That can get complicated. And like one flipper button is advanced and one flipper button is back. One flipper button is up. One flipper button is down. One flipper button is select. One flipper button is back. And then the, the, the launch button is also select and the start button is back. And it's just like great when you're telling me that, wonderful but like i don't know if it's just me being stupid but like i just don't retain that all the time so when you take away that little legend telling me what everything does i just sort of default to okay this is left this is right this is this is you know ahead and this is back and so i go into this menu and it's all like assets and i'm like oh that sounds interesting so i go in and it shows a file and i go well i don't want to mess with this so i hit the button to go back and it goes oh do you want to delete this file and it's got no yes and no looks like it's highlighted so i say no i don't want to do that so i click the button to go ahead and it goes like okay delete it oh and I'm no like, well, who knows what i've just deleted right so i go out of the menu and i start the game and all it did was it changed the title screen from the limited edition title screen to the standard edition title screen, which I'm supposing is probably hard coded in the game software where the LE is like an option. So I'm like, well, that's stupid. So how do I get that back? Yeah. So I go to the site and I'm looking around and I'm reading through stuff. And finally, I find that it says, hey, if you want to download software from us, that's super cool. Send us your serial number and your email address and your 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 login and we'll take care of that for you and i was like okay so you know this is step one in the the multimorphic process so so do you think you just reinstall the code uh i hope so i mean hopefully i can just you know once i'm registered i can just go to the the website and just say please download the file that i need and it'll put it in the right place other than that you know i'll probably have to put it on the usb or something or maybe someone can send it to me i mean worst comes to worse i'll just email multimorphic and say hey i'm registered can you guys help me get this thing where i want it to be part of me would love just to you know abort retry fail the whole thing and just reinstall and start from the beginning right right then I know, you know, what went into it and what didn't. But that also sounds like a lot of work. And I don't want to take the risk of just completely borking the whole thing. So so I'm, I'm assuming you had a chance to play it a lot before this happened. Is that correct? <laughs> I mean, I've only had it for what's it, eight o'clock. So yeah. we got it home probably one o'clock, you know, had lunch and then came back and started playing it. So I got about five hours into it. OK, well, that's good until that. that and I can play it right yeah, now. You like, can still play it. Yeah, I just have a different title screen. You know, how, how do the flippers just, feel just out of curiosity? Cause I think the newer flip Macs are better, but I don't have a lot of basis for comparison. I've played P3s 
sporadically, right? I've played them at shows. Mm-hmm. I've played them, you know, uh, at uh, Brad has a P3. That's where I played Heist with Spencer. And that's where, you know, I think we all kind of saw the potential of how cool P3 is. Um, but I don't, you know, have like deep, deep, deep knowledge. I've always thought the flippers on the P3 felt fine. Okay. No, they're definitely not stern flippers. They're definitely not even Jersey Jack flippers. But considering the engineering and the genius that went around, like making suspended flippers work, I think they're, um, you know, I think they're, they're, kind of a miracle right like you know how do you how do you make these things work yeah i think that the the big mistake that i think that that p3 has made has been rectified with final resistance and that's that they they really try to lean into the screen and people don't look at you know they look at the changing graphics and stuff and go oh it's 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 video pinball it's uh virtual pinball but Final Resistance basically just emulates a pinball play field with some fancy effects. So I think that when people see that, their gut reaction is just like, oh, yeah, that's that's pinball. That's what pinball looks like. There's arrows pointing to where the ball goes, and they're always there. Where with Weird Al, like, the arrows will move around depending on what you're supposed to shoot at the moment. That's right. They do. Yep. And it's hard for pinball people who just scream that they want innovation, innovation, innovation. When the innovation shows up, they're like, Oh yeah, but that's not the innovation that I want. I still wanted to have a wooden play field and traditional flipper mechs and pop bumpers and slingshots and everything right where I expected. I just wanted to be innovative. Sure. What was your favorite mode? Just out of curiosity. On on weird out so far. Yeah. So I've gotten to dare to be stupid uh once or twice I, which is a great song and a fun mode and i've gotten to uh uhf multi-ball mostly just through the mystery award cool but i would say that like of the song modes probably the funnest one is traffic jam yeah traffic jam so, is good yeah traffic jam like you hit a target and then it it starts a turn signal and it blinks 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 and so you have to hit a ramp on one side or a lane on the other to then move into that lane Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it's got to move your car uh, call out, which works great for me as a creature fan. So traffic jams are really fun one. Weasel stomping day seems to be pretty lucrative, especially if you can bring a hardware store into it. My Bologna also seems to be really, really lucrative if you can bring hardware store into it. In fact, I think Jamie did that on her game and just stomped me. Like she just beat me. (laughs) Eat me pillar to post. So it was pretty, it was pretty funny. So, and it's got, you know, for a Weird Al fan, it's really hard not to like, you know, it's got a great selection of songs, not everything that you'd want it to have, you know, doesn't have eat it. It doesn't have fat, uh, you know, because obviously the Michael Jackson songs are a little bit more problematic these days, but you know, it's got a, a great selection of songs. Uh, it's got the real voice of Weird Al all over it, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of quotes, maybe thousands of quotes. Um, you know, it's got, I think, 17 or 18 full songs in it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it doesn't have video, but it's got yeah. animation. Uh, the ground, you know, the art's great. You know, just it's just it's just an amazing, amazing thing in this day and age that a pinball platform came out that gave us Weird Al Yankovic. That's cool. As much as I would love for it to be just like a stern, like for Foo Fighters to have been Weird Al Yankovic, uh, 
so I didn't have to uh, dive into this new platform. It was a smart move by by Multimorphic to pick a fan base, you know, who, you know, is probably enthusiastic and doesn't get so much stuff with with Al on it that, you know, they'll spend some money <laughs> to get right, it. Right, right. I think if they find more licenses, man, you know, if they find the stuff that like the fans have been starved and they, they just don't get it, you know, they can probably get some more people. But as you saw by my experience, you know, I, I reserved it, you know, the day it came out, not the minute that they started reservations, but the day that they're taking the reservations. And, you know, I waited for, you know, over a year. Yeah. A whole year. Yeah. And, uh, was probably real, real close to getting my call. And, you know, ended up just finding one sooner and cheaper. That's awesome. So, you know, uh, there you go. so happy yeah, for man. you, Dan. So happy for you. It's great. I'm so man, excited I'm happy, for you. I'm happy for me too, but I've really got to sell a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am just overstuffed. I Didn't you ask me how many games I had earlier, Spencer? I did. Yeah. So I've got 16 at home. Whoa. And at least two on loan and two and a half on two and a half because me and Adam have a halfsies fireball too. I'll take it. So I'm somewhere in the 19 range. Ooh, so you got, okay. So, uh, so uh, fireball too, cause you own half of it with Adam and that's at Adams right now. Um, yeah. And Indianapolis is at Adams and uh, shadow and is, shadow at, at is it'll go over to, it'll probably go over to Adams too for league use. Right on. Yeah. I, and you know, you mentioned Cheddar earlier. Shout out to Cheddar and Adam, man. Adam, who just keeps the league chugging along with a great collection of classics yeah. and new titles. And and Cheddar, who is like, he's like the NorCal national treasure of pinball, man. He just, oh, you know, so many people in Northern California. There's are, so though. many, but I just want to give a shout out to those two. And Cheddar's just like, that move both of them, Adam and Trent are righteous dudes. So I do need to give a, a a huge thank you to Task Force Weird, who are the guys who woke up early with me this morning and you know took a trip out of town to pick up this game so that uh, we could beat the heat. You know, Mike Garcia, Adam uh, Pressler, uh, who else did? It? Oh, Rick, Rick Demmel. You know those guys. You know, definitely answered the call and. Uh, came out and you know help make it happen because i will say this about a multimorphic that sucker is heavy like you think your pirates you think your pirates is heavy you think your next gen your indiana jones is heavy your twilight zone no (laughs) this sucker you need four people to carry that sucker you you know what you probably you probably if you have a good lift and you know skates or something and you know are feeling young and strong could do it with two people okay you know like it's not you know 600 pounds or something um but you know we've all moved pinball machines and they're awkward and getting them in and out of the truck without you know banging them up and banging up the truck and it's not the easiest thing so it's much easier you know when you have a set of hands on either side you have a set of hands at the end you got somebody lifting you know and you can get the thing up above up above and onto your piece of cardboard or your your blanket or whatever you know to to get this thing in but you know a lot of it was just you know there's so much cargo with a p3 because we had to move the playfield modules and stuff too we just needed to dual vehicle it sure 
I didn't want to just shove those things in the back of the truck and call it okay. So we moved those in, uh, in a little SUV. So worked out pretty well. Right on. Yeah. You know, and it's exciting to, you know, finally have finished that journey and I'm going to rearrange the game room to accommodate Weird Al uh, so that I have a spot that I can load modules in and out from and, I'll probably flip flop everything in there and we'll do, we'll do some pictures. I'll, I'll document it on the Facebook. You know, you guys need to start sending me some Facebook pictures, by the way. I'm sure that, uh, our dozens and dozens of spinners lit fans are going to get tired of what I'm doing. Meanwhile, we got dudes at like electric bat and arcades all over the country and with grandchildren and stuff like that. They're not giving me pictures, but on Facebook. Yeah. Good point. I have some, I'll get, I'll get them. I'll get them yeah, on I'll there. Some, you can upload some them too. I think we gave you access. So, yep. Just click the little I'll thing that's that. Facebook to the spinner is lit. I'll definitely do that. We'll both do that. So, yeah, that's right. been my summer so far. I think that we've done a show since I got Ninja Turtles, right? I picked up a Ninja Turtles in there too. Uh, did By you the way, pick, I hate that game. Wait a minute. Did you pick that up before? <laughs> did you pick that up before GSP? I picked it up the day after GSP. Day after. The, okay. I think we did talk about it briefly, but well, that's that's on the auction block now, right? Uh, it'll probably go back to the guy who sold it to me. Okay. Like yeah. he bro dealed me and I feel inclined to bro deal him back. If not, there's a couple of people who want it, but man, I've tried so hard to get good at that game. Frustrating as hell. Oh, like, I don't know. I mean, it is good when you get it going. It is a good game. Oh yeah. Like, it's not like you play it and you're like, ah, oh, it's crap. It's junk. It's got great sound. It's got great art. It's a, if you, if you like Ninja Turtles as a theme, it's well integrated. I put the cartoon ROM on it. It's a little older model, so it doesn't have insider connected. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, and, and, you know, again, if you were, a, if you were a Ninja Turtle kid, I'm sure it's one of those like super elite themes, but man, it is such a face melter. It is. It is. And you have to like, if you don't finish like three episodes, like on your first ball, you may as well just hold down the start button and start over. Cause yep. you're not getting anywhere in that game. It's the scoring is so deceiving. That's the problem. It's like you're yeah. working and working and it's like, what? Only 10 million. That's it. Yeah, it's hard to get it going. Yep, it is. But if you're Rick, if you're Rick and can get it going, boom, you're in. I don't you think know? I've even seen Rick really hang a gigantic game, at least not on mine. And I'm sure he's probably beaten up on a Ninja Turtle somewhere, but I haven't played enough to really get deep into it. But it shoots beautifully well, I'm very fast. But you know, it shoots beautifully well. I mean, it's a Borg, you know. Since we're talking yeah. real quick, I forgot to mention this, but I did play a Monopoly. I never knew how to play that game. And um, I got to the wizard mode. I got all the properties and I scored 49 million at the one at Pinpoint. So that was pretty cool that uh, didn't know, have a clue what I was doing. I guess I was starting the modes when I was shooting for that saucer all the time. Um, and then I, all of a sudden they all blinked and then the the balls started coming down and and it was like a you know the extra ball light was flashing the whole time shoot again and then all of a sudden they went dead i'm like that had to be the wizard mode and it was so yeah, i'm trying to remember what the final cool. mode on monopoly even is it's called oh shoot what was it called um uh i can't remember but you'll know because it's kind of like tour of the mansion it, it shows like all the things you can earn trying to gain all the properties in a certain amount of time so it's kind of like 
it's kind of like uh maybe not cherry bomb but it's more like um like lost in the zone kind of thing yeah and it's lawler yeah. so it kind of has that same feel Dan had the nicest Monopoly I've ever seen, and he sold it, and I'm still mad about it. It's it's at Comic Kingdom. That's the one. It, yep, that's not the one I got. Kingdom, that was the one I traded for Doctor Who. That is a beautiful Monopoly, but he has it set up really hard. <laughs> that one did not Monopoly? $49 million. Dan got that for a song from a guy who's like had it since it was new and maybe put, what, 300 games on it? Oh, and, my. Uh, no, I think that the story was like he worked for a guy, like a like a guy in Napa or something, who bought like some country and western singer's estate, and the guy basically gave him the pinball machine and a truck, and it was in his garage, and he didn't want to move it up to his game room, so he put it on Facebook Marketplace, and that's the only time I've ever had it work out where I just basically said, "Hey, this pinball machine's for sale in your area," and I caught him up. And said, I want it. And he said, okay. And I said, I can be there in an hour with cash. And he said, okay. And I ran down there and bought it. And uh, yeah, he was super cool. You know, he was like, yeah, I've gotten a lot of calls. Uh, I must have underpriced this. And I said, it's a very fair price. Like, I'm not, you know, going to debate you that it's a very fair price. Uh, and he's like, okay, great. You know, so yeah, it was, it was great. And I played it for a few months and uh, eventually decided I wanted to turn it into something else. But like Monopoly is actually a game that I think is, is probably a little underrated. Yeah, it's it. Cody's taking really good care of it, and it it's in the same condition as when you sold it. He was so funny too. Like you know, he's just. I think he feels about Doctor Who how I feel about Ninja Turtles. Yep. He's like, oh yeah, Doctor Who's great. I hate that game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. It's like I want to love it because it's a great theme, but I just can't play the game with the damn right. You know, yeah. everybody has that one Achilles heel. Like, like I want to love this game, and I just can't because it's just it's just so brutal to me. Everybody yep. has that one game. So, with that, we can talk about this if you guys want to want to shuffle forward and on. Um, I put together a little game. It's build a lineup for ten k. You have ten thousand dollars to play with. You buy one early solid state. One alpha numeric and one DMD. So you get a three game lineup, nice mix, uh, and keep it within the 10K. Everybody knows current pricing ish. You know, we're not going to get down to the pennies, but so um, basically, and I'll tell you what I picked and, and why I picked it. And then you guys can take turns. So for my solid states, one I own, Flash Gordon. Okay. Flash Gordon, you can pick those up. We'll say between 2000 and 2500 okay, for a nice working one night, decent shape. Um, that's all I need to say about Flash Gordon. I mean, if you played it, and even if you haven't, you know, it's a really sought after, really fun game. Um, my second choice would be something real simple, like, say, and really affordable, like Matahari, Valley Matahari, real basic early solid state game. Still a lot of fun. Can be had sub 2K. My Alpha Numeric I picked is Pinbot. I also own. Great game. Well-known. Well-loved. Lots to do. And it can be picked up for between between 2 and 3K. You know, regularly. They really run right around 2,500. My second choice on that would be um, an Earthshaker. 
little more for an earth shaker these days. You're looking at somewhere in the three to thirty five hundred range on average. Ton of stuff to do in that game. I mean, think about earth shaker, man. It's got a shaker motor. Duh. It's got the 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 states that crack apart for the ball. Three ball, multi ball. Uh, you know, three flippers. You got a side ramp, main ramp, spinner, drop targets. Uh, you know, up kicker. I mean, it's got a little bit of everything. For my DMD, my first choice was, and I changed it because I thought Dan's going to bust my balls about this. Then we talked about it earlier. He goes, oh, no, totally cool, dude. You watch on the show now, he'll bust my balls. So I picked, I picked Last Action Hero, okay? So, again, so I, so I got Flash Gordon, 25, we'll say 2,500. Pinbot, we'll say 2,500. So I got 5,000 left to play with, which puts me at Last Action Hero somewhere between 3 and 4K on average. Okay, the theme is mediocre at best. Uh, the music is, uh, it is what it is. Uh, but it's got a decent light show. It's got super deep modes. I mean, you know, it's, it's got a ton of modes. It's got like 13 modes. So it's got a good rule set. You got everything in that. You got drop targets, you got spinner, you got, you know, sellers, you got ramp, you got a, a crane toy, you got vertical up kickers, you got a kickback, you got a gun shooter, you got video modes, you've got, I mean, you've got literally every feature you can think of. You've got magnets in that thing. I mean, it's it's jam-packed with pinball goodness for, you know, somewhere between 3 and 4K. So somewhere between yeah, 8 to 9 grand, you got a solid lineup. Now, my original first choice for my DMD game was going to be Stern Star Trek Pro, which within the last year or so, I've still seen them used ones on the market for right around the 5,000 range. And, uh, you know, so that's a pretty good value. But that's what I've got. Um, you know, so if you really think about it, there's a lot of great games in each era that can still be had. And for 10 grand or under, you can put together a pretty solid lineup. Mark, what do you got? All right. So um, the one that I love, and I'm sure you love this one, is Alien Star for the early solid state. I believe that's not alphanumeric, right? That is no, it's early solid state. Okay. I I love that game because it's so simple to play, but yet trying to get that five times spinner is so mm-hmm. addictive. And it's yeah, it's such a good one to have in a lineup just because oh you, when you rip that and you get that score just just going and going and going in the millions, oh it's so awesome. Very satisfying. It's a great, it's a great game. So yeah, that one. So I'm using pinballprices.com. If you're never heard of that, I heard that on a website. I'm sorry, on a podcast. I was like, hmm, let's see. This shows like the actual average cost of what people are selling it for. Uh, right. It came out to 28.32 is what Alien Star came out to. Okay. Um, the other one, and and Spence, I I'm glad that you uh, gave me this suggestion, but I really like it just because of the fast paced uh, gameplay. And it is Johnny Mnemonic. Um, That's your DMD choice? That would be my DMD choice. Okay, yeah. great game and still right around the 3K mark. Yeah, 37.25 is what they're going for about okay. on average. Um, it's just a, it's it, it's got a, a really neat Mac. Um, obviously, it doesn't always work the best, but that's uh, regardless of that, it is a really fast game. So if you want a really fast, uh, flowy game, it's right where I would definitely choose that one for my DMD. And then for my alphanumeric, 
I love high speed. Um, maybe I like fast games, <laughs> but high speed is just a really fun one. Cause when you hit that, that left upper ramp, it's so satisfying to get the, uh, jackpot or, um, it's just kind of neat how the, uh, the mode of how they have the multi-ball, it's kind of almost like a two stage. Like you have to get right. away and then you fire the balls, you know, with your, you know, with your plunger and then it holds the balls and then it releases them. And then it's cool because the jackpot changes throughout the game. So you're not always like, you know, automatically getting a million. You have to hit it at the right time. And it's really awesome. The sound is awesome. It's got the, you know, the, um, the call outs in it, just a really awesome game for a, uh, alphanumeric. So those are my three alien star, Johnny mnemonic. I can never say that word, Johnny mnemonic and high speed. Great choices. I find, well, okay. The alien star I love, it's a rarer game. Yeah. I don't believe that price for a minute. I well, if you can get one for that, I'll, you know, I'll give it to you. I mean, because I love that game <laughs> for the same reason you do, Mark. But like, yeah, it's like I've seen those trading a bit higher only because they're really hard to find. The two people I know that have them would sooner part with a finger than part with those games. And when you said high, when you said high speed, no, perfect choice. And then I thought, oh, or when you're talking about Alien Star, I thought because uh, somehow it came up earlier, um, firepower would be another great solid state choice. Made a ton of them. You, they can still be had right don't around. Say. Yeah. Well, because I just, I just, yeah, that's what you picked, isn't it, Dan? Yep. Those are easy. <laughs> those are easier to find. I so. And I never thought about that till literally just now. So please, Dan, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So if I was looking for your, your under $10,000 collection and I just use pin side average sale prices. That's okay. right? here. That works. So I went for firepower for 2,200 bucks. God, great choice. And you know, like, let's just be honest, right? Like, you know, firepower is power, right? Firepower. <laughs> it's, it's dirt simple. It's, you know, unbelievably brutal. Um, it's just good fun to play. You know, it's that star Wars knockoff theme, you know, just, it's fantastic. Like just, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a Steve Ritchie classic. It'd be really cool to see firepower revisited as a theme. You know, there's just not enough generic space combat in our lives, but yeah, you know, <laughs> just a super, super fun game, you know, and I, I absolutely love firepower, you know, for my alphanumeric, and this is probably just like either super early alphanumeric or pre-alphanumeric, I went for Space Shuttle. Oh, good one. Which That's anyone cool. who knows me knows that I have just, you know, a real, a real, you know, legacy love for Space Shuttle. I was a Space Shuttle kid. You know, I grew up in that appropriate time where, you know, the Space Shuttles were, were really super, super cool. And Space Shuttle was one of those games that like it was in every arcade, everywhere uh literally saved pinball um you know we went to a pizza place not far back they still had a space shuttle and it still worked it was it was whooped but it worked you know space shuttle will set you back twenty five hundred dollars and uh you know it's just again good good clean fun you know you just you can't not have a good time you can't walk away without a smile on your face when that bell rings and the heat shield pops up and the little gate comes up to save the ball. And, you know, it's got the first plastic ramps. It's got the first plastic toy. 
Um, you know, we got it. You got an easy to get to multi ball. It's got some pretty decent, uh, pretty decent sound. And uh, me and me and Mark must be on the same mental wavelength because my DMD game for the uh, robust sum of forty one hundred dollars average was Johnny Mnemonic. Yep. There you go. Which, you know, I've owned before. I would happily own again. I think it is one of the most underrated, fastest shooting. It's got a toy that even to this day, you know, when you hit the ball up there and it shoots six inches straight up and that glove grabs it. So cool. You, you take right. You take it over to that matrix, which yep. that matrix thing, especially in a multiplayer game, is just a deceptive amount of strategy. Uh, because, you know, you can block moves like if you can get three in a row, you know, you can get triple jackpots. But if Mark had one in a row or two in a row and then I put mine in the sweet spot to knock him out of the triple jackpots, it gives me an opportunity, um, you know, to, to play spoiler and to grab the good power up, whatever would happen. So I think it's just it's it's an underrated game based on a pretty pretty tacky 90s movie um very early gomez game and uh it's very memeable right you know you got the mnemonic recovery which we always called the moronic recovery (laughs) yeah you've got the uh you've got the terrible terrible like they're not the worst like impersonator voices you've ever heard but they just say random shit like i'm making a long distance phone call yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are all these people um well, you know long distance phone call like nobody yeah. cares about that anymore oh, and with funny. the color dmd in it like it still comes off like a very modern game like it's one of those games that i think feels more like a modern game than a lot of the other stuff from the 90s. You know, it was extremely fast. The ball almost feels light uh, because... Yeah, that's just, a good way of describing you know, it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just propels the ball around there. It's got some very exploitable scoring, and it's got a wizard mode. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Power Down. That's what I'm going to ask you. Is there a wizard mode in that game? It's there is. Power Down, and it's one of the cooler wizard modes of that era. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not, even though the game doesn't have like a whole lot of modes, like it's not an easy one to get to. So it was always fun when you would get to power down. So yeah, mnemonic, you know, and again, that, that gets you into a collection of three very decent games for just under nine grand, you know, of course, trusting that you can find them a lot of times when you're trying to operate in that, that lower range, right. You're dealing these days with, what's around me so don't don't get fixated on the title and the price online uh you know if you see if you really want johnny mnemonic for some reason but you see a ripley's believe it or not which we just saw a recent ad for and it was a topic of conversation in our circles for four thousand dollars hey man you know give it a chance maybe it'll tide you over or maybe you know you'll find a swap or you know maybe you'll sell it and make a couple hundred or lose a couple hundred and you know when that johnny namana comes up but yeah you know the moral of the story is you know uh if you can't be with the one you love love, love the, the one, one you're with absolutely you know we're talking <laughs> right. about and, and I, we all love mnemonic i love it too and that's why i kind of shot it to mark i'm like mnemonic great game especially for the price yeah i was having a hard time trying to find a dmd yeah. i mean uh, yeah Ripley's is my absolute favorite Pat Waller game post Valley Williams. 
And that includes anything he's ever done with Jersey Jack. And that's not a slide against anything he's done with Jack. I just love that game. I love everything about that game. I wish I would have bought one when you can pick him up right around 3K. Yeah. Um, because I thought, God, that's expensive, but it's a great That game. was exactly what I said, too. I was just yeah. like, man, I really regret missing out on these things when they were coming off route. And they were like dirt-ass cheap. Yeah, like 2600 2500 Oh, yeah. gosh. And that game is so deep, too. That's it is. Such it a is, deep man. Game. That game is super deep. Super Try deep. Ripley's. It's a nightmare just to get rid Oh, but my gosh, like, yes. But it's not, like a, you know, it's not like a chore. You're like, oh, I'm doing this because it's such a fun game. Yeah, and when I think about it, aside from Wonka, I think that's one of the most deepest games from Lawler. Is uh, is that one? Or maybe, well, maybe Dialed In is pretty deep too. But um, both great, both of those are great games. I love those yeah. games too. I just, I really, I love the theme. I love the gameplay. I love the features. I love you know the shot matrix. I just love everything about that game. That's a good one. It is a good one. All good lists. And and even though technically Space Shuttle is a couple of years prior to actual uh, alphanumerics, it's such a great lineup and a great title, Dan. I'm totally going to allow that. I yeah, mean, so just, Space Shuttle is not alpha, right? It's, it's just not, numeric. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's pre, because uh, that was Okay, Space I was trying the, to remember if for sure Space Shuttle was, was alphanumeric or not. No, I thought uh, it was. It's no, not? No it's, no, it's not. It's 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 solid state. It's 1984. Okay. So, and then 86 were, well, like, well, 84 was actually the first alpha in America with Gottlieb premiere. Um, actually, if I, and I, I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, it was Bounty Hunter was the first actual alpha in America. I think that was 84. Um, and then, uh, uh, high speed is the first alpha numeric Williams system 11. So I'll swap it out for space station. Oh, and yeah. I'll spend an I'll spend an extra fifty bucks. There you go, Space Station, unusually fun game, great game. I, I if I had a choice of the two, I'd still take a space shuttle. But I like space. I Station would, yeah, definitely take a space shuttle over. And, and totally allowable because you look at that lineup. You got high or high speed. You got well, high speed's great game too. Um, but you got you got firepower. Like I said, man, brutally difficult. Like once you, it's, but it's one of those games. Once you lock like that in Sorcerer, once you get multi ball going, if you can keep multi ball going for any length of time, you you can just put up huge scores with that thing. Um, Space Shuttle too, you know, you get like you get your five x bonus, and then just get multi ball and just keep racking up the bonus points. Um, you can it's. Uh, but all those games, you know, it just like, if you think about it, if you go to somebody's house, like, yeah, I got a three game collection. Oh, what do you got? Well, I got a, you know, I got a, you know, firepower, a space shuttle. Oh, and a Johnny the Monarchs. Like two great lineup. Or, you know, if, if you pick, you know, uh, Mark's lineup too, uh, if, dude, you got an alien star. It's one of my favorite games. You never see those hardly ever. And then, you know, Oh, mnemonic. Love that game. Fast as hell and brutal and fun. And then what was your other one, Mark? High, um, speed. High, speed. high speed, high speed, high speed. That's like okay, high speed pinbot, space shuttle, sorcerer. Um, you know, there's half the you know whatever, Earthshaker, Whirlwind, uh, Funhouse, uh, pinbot, Bride of Pinbot. I mean, any of those. You know, you look at that and go, oh damn, right on. We're gonna have fun tonight. You know, um, just any of those games, any of the system elevens, pretty much. But I mean. You know, except Millionaire, that game sucks. No, because that one came up for sale, like really cheap. It was on Mr. Pitbull. Millionaire like, sucks. I like, agree no, with like, that. Sub 2K, it was like 16 or 1700. I'm like, 
I'm seriously considering that because <laughs> like any, any fucking system 11 under 2k, I mean, unless it's postponed birthday ball and you're like, yeah, I can't do it. Um, you know, but, uh, not actually even that one sub 2k for a system 11 these days. It's like, where do that's I unheard decide? Of. Yeah. That's unheard it of. It is. And, and, you know, yeah. I remember some years ago, a guy had a new inbox on Mr. Pinball. It was like somewhere in the Bay area. This is probably 10, 12 years ago. Had a new inbox millionaire and he wanted $800 for And then it sat for like two months, you know. Um, but no, I've played them at shows and stuff, and it's it's not a great game. But, you know, if you can pick it up cheap enough, you know, and you can always have some fun with it and then pass it down the road, take that money and put it in something else later. But no, all great choices, guys. And, you know, and our listeners, think about that. And think about, oh, if I just had 10 grand or you might have 10 grand, like, oh, okay, well, I want to build a pretty cool lineup. There's there's a lot there, there's a lot of good choices out there. And you can build a really still, even today, you can build a really cool lineup for just under 10K. Cool. It's, it's a tough world to be a low buck pin man. It is a tough world to be a low buck pin man, man. But there's still, you know, from time. And here's one I was going to, uh, and this is. I, I want to say I want to say it's over in Denver or somewhere. I, it's over. I, it's is it Colorado? It's in Utah. Forget. I think it's in Colorado. No, it's in Cheyenne, and it's been on. And I gotta go check again. I might be off now, but uh, it, it was on. Uh, oh, by the way, Caps Pizza and Tap House, eighty-seven sixty La Riviera Drive in Sacramento, California. That's the place that's space shuttle. That's a space shuttle. That's, a space shuttle. that's where we played show. it. And, nice. Yeah. And, and they have some really cool arcade. Well, I haven't been in a while. They have really good pizza too. Um, yeah, I went there not too far back with Brian and uh, the Gars. Right. And on. yeah, we were like, "Oh, dude, there's a space shuttle here." And in fact, the funny thing was, we tried to get Will to come too, and Will loves space shuttle just as much as I do, and uh, he declined. He had some car work or something to do, and I was like, "Oh, dude, you missed out." And he's like, "Yeah, the pizza's that good." I was like, "No, nah, but they had a space shuttle, and the pizza is good." And he was like, oh, damn it, man. <laughs> we got to go back over there. But we didn't make it back over there before I skipped down. The game that didn't come to mind. And now it all of a sudden, and I remember you telling me, Spencer, like, oh, you'll come to mind when you don't think hard enough. Uh, what, how much do does roller games go for? Uh, right now, probably about 2500 I would say, well, here, okay. I'll say, yeah, see, I used to own a roller so game. Roller God. games would be a good one, too, for, uh, for uh, um, alphanumeric. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it would. Uh, perfect 80s, late 80s. Actually, game actually came out, I believe, in 1990, but, um, you know. 2900 bucks. And okay. it came out in yeah, 1990, right. which yeah. is later than I thought, because I thought Roller Games was off the air. It was. Yeah, it, it was. was. Oh, do you, do you know the story? Okay, so they had, a, okay, so they're like looking at options and Roger Sharp is talking about it. It's like, oh, do I, he goes, I got two options. Do I go roller games or do I go American Gladiators? And he picked roller games to go after, right? And then by the time Steve Ritchie had the game complete, the show was canceled and off the air. So Steve was kind of pissed off about that. It's like, the show's not even on anymore. What the hell are we going to do with this? And like, Bad attitude. You know, make the best Don't of it. Don't flip. You know? 
I used to own that game. And, uh, the <laughs> and I miss it, man. God, that's a great game, too. See, that's another good choice. See, that's you know? a good one. Yeah. Oh, so, so there was. You uh, get behind anything that has ads for Slice on it. There was a Flintstones for like 20, <laughs> 2800 listed for like four days in, uh, in Cheyenne. But it just looked like a stock picture. So, like, okay, this has got to be a scam. But it's off there now. But it might not have been. I don't know. Curious how much the licensing was for that game with all the ads for on there. games? Probably yeah. not. Well, oh, well, because you had Slice and Pepsi. Pepsi. And, and, okay. The right, the right there. There's, there's your, uh, there's your, uh, you know, like wow, like this didn't age well. Slice, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just making money yeah. back, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, great game though, man. I mean, you know that. I mean, we talked about that. Like, like. Uh, Shout out to Practical Steve. Practical Steve shout out. Practical Steve shout out. Because he has that game or had that game for a long time. He loves it too. And because he's a big Steve Ritchie fan. And uh we're talking about it one night. And uh it's like, yeah, this like this should have been. If you think if you look, just look at the layout and take take all the artwork and everything else away. Just look at the layout. That should have been high speed too. No, I mean, if if you look at that game, right? And I actually I think if you look at any of uh Richie system 11s they're all genius yes you know f14 tomcat i think is one of those games that you know i don't think i mean i know people like it but i don't think people understand that f14 tomcat sold almost as many units as adam's family it did that game like, it was like 17 or eighteen thousand sales yeah yeah that game's a monster and say it was it was huge and it was everywhere you know um you know, you saw, I mean, I know roller games wasn't quite as big, but you saw a lot of roller games out there. You know, you see a lot of those machines that people were just like, you know, I mean, again, just you couldn't give those suckers away in the DMD era because they were just so dirt common pinbots and high speeds and, and that stuff, you know, there were always those rarer system 11s, your Elvira's and whatnot, kind of a little bit more desirable, but man, you know, people forget that like Steve Ritchie was on a freaking hot streak. Yeah. And then Lawler came in, right. You know, Lawler came in and he did, he only did one system 11, right. It was just bonsai. No, because no, he did no. he did whirlwind and Earthshaker and, and Earthshaker. Earthshaker. Yeah, Earthshaker. Yeah, he did he did a few big titles as well, and those games were just freaking everywhere. And then you know, yeah, WPC came along and uh, DMD came along, and the whole world changed. But yeah, some of those like late because they were the last of the the alphanumeric displays, so you know, nobody cared about the alphanumeric display. They had to put all of the genius into the play field, and man, that was Steve Ritchie's jam. Yeah. Don't flip flip seems stupid, but it was cool as as heck at the time. Well, the magnet was cool. You know, how yeah, it was. just stopped on a dime. <laughs> this is funny. So I was cool. On, I was looking on, yeah, exactly. I was looking on Pinside and they had F14 listed at 3,000 units. So I'm like, that's not right. So I had to go over to uh, Internet Pinball Database 14,502 units confirmed. Whoa. So I'm I was gonna, I was gonna mention F14 too. I was it was a toss up between yeah. high speed and F14. Ugh. And that's the power of a theme because you know how many roller games they made. Yeah, five thousand. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I thought they made even more F14. I thought they made a ton of F14. Well, I mean, not that, that fourteen thousand is not a ton of games. Right. 
So, so I'm looking for high speed now, and I forget how many they made of that. A lot. Well, yeah. Maybe 13. I think they made more of those than they made F-14s. So, so oh, high speed was, was a ginormous hit. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Firepower. Firepower, they made 17,410. Yeah, they made a ton of those. Yeah, too. I knew there was like some game that he made that was like, you know, besides Terminator, which I think also made like just a bajillion, but it was like right up there in like that, you know, more than 15,000 just about in the Adams yeah. family. Well, okay. So, yeah. Uh, uh, high speed, 17,080 units. Wow. Yeah. Not funny. Those are two titles that were not licensed and the other one was. Right. And there were more units made. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, that's back in the days when you could still make a, a really, you know, hot game without a lot. I mean, and, and yeah. Ta- F-14 Tomcat, you know the story about that? He wanted to call, I forget who he's talking to, the artist, I think. He's like, oh, yeah, if you, we should call it F-111 Starfighter. It's like, no, man. And then he comes back like the following <laughs> month. He goes, I just saw a Top Gun, F-14 Tomcat, it is. You know, there you so. go. That was, and that yeah, was it. Yeah, perfect. yeah. And that was that was. And, and it was. It was pretty much. Yeah, it pretty much was uh, Top Gun, for the most part. Even the plot of the game is pretty similar. Right. So, yeah. Except you don't knock off that many enemies, but yeah, it was cool. So okay, by comparison, Black Knight two thousand, which I thought there was more of these, fifty seven hundred three units approximate. So, you know. Wow. So yeah. that's a great, that's another great one. Yeah. Well, now yeah, they're all those, coming to me. <laughs> well, and that were, and that was all of uh, Steve Ritchie's uh, system. Level. So he did four. Um, and then uh, well, you look at, okay. Yeah. He did four and, uh, and then Lawler did three technically because uh, Funhouse is uh, actually a WPC, even though it's still alphanumeric. Right. Now that same year we we round out with Pinbot, and uh, that's another one of high numbers. I'm pulling that up right now. So, so Spencer, you were mentioning Roger Sharp, right? Yeah, he came to Reno. That's what I had to tell you. Yes, um, they had the uh, the film festival. Uh, it was called the Cordillera F- International Film Festival that took place July 27th through the 31st. And Roger Sharp was here uh, showcasing uh, Pinball, the, the Man Who Saved the Game. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, uh, great. it's that's a right. great film. It really it's is. It's a fantastic film. Not only is it a fantastic film to us, but it won the best film of the festival. Nice. So that is pretty cool. Putting icing on the cake. He went and played pinball with Jim Martin and other people in the Reno area at Playfield 76. Yeah, I saw that posted. That was that awesome. That is so cool. I was uh, not here I, for that because I was in Fayetteville. And you would have been there. If you had been home, I you would have been, been invited. Yeah, you would have been there. I would have been uh, there. Huntsman was invited and he posted about it. Somebody's like, oh, oh, where do I go? Oh, I think it was Alex or something. I forget. Somebody. They're yeah. like, dude, I, I, even I can't invite anybody, you know? Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. It went till midnight too, so they played a lot of pinball. Playing pinball with the Godfather. That was so cool. Yeah, I was really happy for Jim. It's like, yeah, I got to play a couple of games with Roger. I'm like, no way, that is awesome. The legend. Yeah, and and how fitting, right? I mean, Playfield '76. That's when pinball became legal for you know New York. Yeah, exactly. uh, On his birthday, what August first? Yep, exactly. Definitely true. What you say, by the way. Yeah. Roger Sharp got to play games with the legend. Yep. Jim, <laughs> Jim Martin. There you go. Jim Martin. Jim Martin. The Reno. Good the for Reno Jim, man. Good for Jim. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. That's awesome. And that's a, a really good way just to take us out of the show. Yeah, it would have been cool to have gotten to go there. Thanks for screwing it out for us, Mark. Yeah, uh, Mark. I'm sorry, I would have told you, but I didn't even know about it. <laughs> no, I, knew, I actually knew about me. it because uh Joe had posted about it. Oh, really? Yeah. And and so I was just like, oh, man, what a day not to be in Reno. And I didn't realize that it was like, you know, more of a private engagement. I yeah. was like, I know enough people in Reno. I could have scammed my you way. You could have got in. We, <laughs> we would have got you in. Hey, we're we're press, man. We're media. Yeah. Yeah, they we are. Exactly. exactly. They, they have to let us in. We're the media. Podcast. Roger would have been like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, the, we're, we're the pinball media. They have to let us in. Yep. Hold yeah. on, podcasts are my jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the spinner's lit? Get the hell out of here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like the spinner is lit. That sounds amazing. I love spinners. <laughs> no doubt, right? We picked a good name. So let's, you guys got anything else before we uh, wind up the show? Oh, man, I'm ready to take a nap. Let's take it home. Let's take it home because, yeah, I got to, uh, I got to, uh, get, I got to get up early. So it's getting late. So, um, ah, shout out some thank yous to my lovely family for putting up with all my nonsense, uh, you know, um, and, and loving pinball, you know, uh, to you guys, man, who, who set aside, you know, time from your very busy schedules. And so we can make this show and entertain people for free. Um, to, entertain, to, to, to entertain all is in air quotes. There you go. Yeah, to all our <laughs> listeners, man. Who, Mildly distract. Who, who waited all summer patiently. They've been very great, very patient for us to come out with a new episode. So, Mark, you got to start, you know, doing editing tomorrow. You'll probably hear lightning. I tried to click the mute button. I missed it the first time. Uh, we had a little lightning storm come through. So, oh, okay. I didn't hear it on uh, on uh, live. So, I didn't, I didn't see it I'll register, it but like, I saw it flash through the basement window in oh, the wow. office. You know, and Mark, then, this is a great oh. opportunity for some fun with editing. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Like you put in like a big zap sound, and then we could be like, man, we told him he should have taken off his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's alive. Yeah. So, yeah. We've, we've had, we, we've had rain. Almost every day for like the last 10 days. So it was 105 degrees here today. It was like oh, 72 wow. here today. What the man. hell is going on in Wyoming? <laughs> uh, it's everything is still green. We're getting rain almost daily. It's like all last week it was like low 80s, and all this week it's like low to mid 70s. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're actually gonna go rafting. We had planned to go rafting on the river this weekend. Like, guys, it's not really hot enough. Like, let's well, just to go do other stuff. So, like, Okay, well, we'll go fishing and we'll go to the range and just, you know, putter around. So that's what we did. Anyway, that's my shout outs and thank yous to everybody. Keep, uh, thank you for everybody who keeps listening and posting on our Facebook page. Mark, what do you got? 
Well, shout out to my brother uh, for having a fantastic time. Also, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law in Milwaukee. Uh, it was really a great time spending time with family. Um, and thanks, Dan, for uh, taking me out. And I mean, my brother, Dan, uh, thanks for making time to get my pinball fix. I know that's sometimes hard to juggle around different things uh, when you want to do as much as you can when, with a short visit. But that was really awesome. Shout out to you guys for being patient uh, with me being gone and, and postponing our show for a month. Um, sometimes we get really busy in the summer and now we're making up for it. So thanks you guys for understanding. Um, and, uh, thanks to all listeners that are listening and, uh, keeping our show going. Well, Dan, what you got? You know, I want to just kind of start off with like the usual, you know, the usual usuals, right. You know, CCPL and all the coordinators, all the guys who are running the show, uh, you know, I just, you know, you guys have uh, been shouted out so many times that, you know, it's it's getting a little bit ridiculous. You know, you guys, of course, um, for, you know, showing up and to yak about pinball for a couple hours. Uh, all the listeners, especially those who are interacting with us on Facebook, uh, please, please, please. You know, we're, we're really trying to build a presence. Tell your friends if they like pinball and they want to listen to, you know, three guys who are probably not, you know, the jerkiest guys in pinball want to talk about the positive sides of pinball and the esoteric sides of pinball and the interesting sides of pinball rather than just complaining about how they don't like things you know let let people know you know pinball is a positive thing it's it's for positive people we're not always the most positive you know i had some some things to say today but i hope that they came from a uh hope they they come off like realism and not like like bitterness so you know let let your people know that you know we're we're trying to to spread the good word of pinball and not not the bad word, you know, and whether that gets us the reaction that we want or not, you know, uh, just a big thanks to everyone who keeps pinball positive, something that we want to do, not something that causes us stress and consternation and disappointment. And a big thanks to uh, our friend Canada, who will not listen to this podcast because it's over an hour. <laughs> so he's not going to hear my wonderful, heartfelt thank you. No doubt. So. That's awesome, man. All right, man. I'm going to take us out. Play pinball. Keep America strong. <laughs>